0: Hey guys, I'm Ashley, I'm Amanda, and this right here is Allegedly. I think we're gonna preface this again, because apparently, I'm the one who always talks, and I literally can never talk. I was just telling Amanda what case we were doing, and I kept coming out Gabe Wapson.
1: It was hilarious, yeah. And then
0: we got into talking about WAP. The song. The song WAP. And then I played her the really good version that I like by Lardy B about wings and pizza. Which yes. is my jam. I definitely jam out to that. Anyway, so we are doing Gabe Watson today, but... I don't think we have too many, too much to talk about. We're, it's, it's a thing. We're going to see if we can get through this because it's morning. It's very morning. It's,
1: it's a 729 AM.
0: If you don't remember guys, we, we are school district employees. We are on summer. We're supposed to be sleeping in.
1: Yeah. No, that doesn't happen. I mean,
0: I normally don't sleep in, but now I had to set an alarm just to get up so that you'd be, and I didn't even get my face on. (laughs) And now, which is probably good because I'm melting. I'm not hot. Amanda, I might take my shirt off and I'll sit <laughs> here in a sports bra at this point because I'm melting.
1: How is that any different than a bathing suit top?
0: I don't, you know, I don't know.
1: Yeah. No, it's not. So,
0: yeah, it's been, it's been a week. I am having problems speaking yet again. I didn't even tell you, Amanda. I bit my tongue again in the same spot yesterday. You as re-injured I it. I re-injured it. Um, and it hurts super bad. So... If I speak wrong, or if I say Gabe Wapson, we're just going to blame it on the tongue thing. (laughs) Plus, I injured my foot. Her foot injuries. That might be infected. I had a, I don't, I guess you can call it a stick, but it was a whole big tree. We had a storm weeks, 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 weeks ago. And uh, I was down at the creek, and it's a tree, a whole freaking tree that was down. And I was walking on it, but wherever a twig, like broke off. It was just that little tiny point.
1: Why didn't you up. have your water shoes on?
0: I did. No, not even water shoes. Those sandals.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: The rubber sandal It went it went through the bottom of the rubber sandal and pierced the bottom of my foot and now I think it's infected. Not as bad as the wood chip incident. Gosh, you should make a list Amanda of things we may need to talk about when we get a Patreon and have bonus episodes. Yeah. Wood chip incident might be a, a story there. The presence would be a story for them. Also,
1: fun fact, a week before Ashley's foot incident with the Crick, we both went to the Crick, and I fell and broke my tailbone.
0: Yeah, we, we both got injured that day. And you
1: fell that day and hurt your shoulder. It still
0: hurts. I can't move my arm above my head and whatnot. Amanda Ugh. was pulling weeds yesterday, and she's, like, we were on the phone. I didn't know. She was, just sounded like she was crying. It's and so bad. she got here this morning, and she's, like, waddling like a penguin because... Yeah it's bad it's all bruised and it's well, black she was down you yeah. were down for the count
1: yeah i was i, I was you looked at my sunglasses you said in my i was just you were not.
0: closed you were out you were out cold and i ended up asking her gosh a couple handfuls of times do i need to call an ambulance
1: <laughs> can you imagine how would we have got how would they have gotten down there to <laughs> they me would have
0: figured it out i mean how did just like it'd be like a water a, rescue yeah <laughs> I would have been so Y'all, when about, I got home
1: that day and I took my bathing suit off, two dead fish fell out of my bathing suit. It was right. so gross. I,
0: listen, I don't know how you pulled that off. Hopefully they were dead because let me tell you. They were. I do not like fish. Oh my God. Touching me without knowing. I now have a fear. I now have a fear every time I go to the creek about whether these fish are going to go into places that I don't want them to because of your fish incident. Yeah. That,
1: oh. They were tucked up in my C-section roll they sure were that's where them
0: was hiding
1: and they were not large but they were not small minnows they were like little fish
0: they're 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 real fish yeah they they're not those little itty bitty things (laughs) that just you know look like you have to look under a microscope to see them no these are fish fish and that's exactly what got stuck in my shoe the other day and i about lost my freedom i was going after snakes i like snakes I was going after snakes, and then a fish got in my shoe, and, and that I about, lost, you? I about lost my shit. I was freaking the hell out.
1: Over a little fish.
0: It was stuck in my shoe and flopping around, and I didn't touch it, and I was freaking out. you They need to put bells on them. <laughs> they need to know not to come into my bubble. I don't do... The fish near me touching me thing. I once had one suction cup to my thigh. And I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I also had a fish. I've had a lot of fish traumatizations. That's not a word. That's not it. That was wrong. That's a great story.
1: Can we talk about murder now?
0: <laughs> So Amanda, Gabe Watson, I'm really really sorry. We because I feel like we just did Gable, Toski. Oh it, yeah, and now we have Gabe again. And guess what?
1: Is he from Australia?
0: We have not left Australia.
1: <laughs> what is this? What What are you doing here?
0: I don't know. I. It was, this research one was all done. I really wanted to do the one I'm currently oh, researching, yeah. but I'm not done. It's good. So we're going to do this. And lucky for y'all, this is a one-shot go. This is it. We don't No have two-parter? A de- nope. Listen, we went into doing, allegedly, and this podcast, I never in a million years imagined that I would be doing parters because I hate parters.
1: I know. I know.
0: But now my research game is what it is. And going this. There's I, it's no going almost back. like every single one is going to be...
1: That's because you go down every single rabbit hole you can...
0: That's because I sit here and I go, well, why is this? And then I have to research it more, and then Which I Which is get...
1: actually good, because our listeners are probably going to have some of those same questions.
0: I know that. I, I think the problem is, is I've got James in my head, well, and James questions, and too. then I'm like, okay, well, now I don't have to answer much for him. So... Today's case is a listener request. This is only our second listener request. Who requested this one? This would be from Gina S. Oh, Gina Gina is an avid listener from our local area as well as a friend of ours. So thank you, Gina, for your request. She has requested actually a lot of them. Oh, but here's where we are. I have a lot of cases that I find that I want to do. Plus, we have requests from Gina. We have requests from... Uh, John, we have requests from Patrick, we have requests from James. And I'm just like I can't keep up. But it's also to the point where I'm like, I need to be able to get into the case.
1: Yeah. 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 And if I'm
0: not feeling this case so I, I have the binder that I made. Yep. And then I took a Ziploc bag and I have started writing down on little sheets of paper the case names and then I'm folding them up and it's almost like bingo.
1: Oh, so whichever one you grab, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's where we are in life. Luck of the draw. Yeah, because I'm like, I can't sit here and go, ooh, I want to do that one. I'm like, whatever one I pull, that's the one I'm doing. So that's where we are. So before we get into it, I need you to know that I do not search out cases just to annoy you. I promise. I believe you. Okay, so I need you to know that this is not the first, the second Or the third case with this kind of issue. I can say it's not going to be the last. I know that already. You'll understand soon. Oh, I'm
1: intrigued.
0: Yeah. So what would you do if one of your children married someone, but you didn't feel right about it?
1: Uh, that's a loaded question for 7.30 (laughs) a.m.
0: I know. Well, you're the one that wanted to be here at the this. It's
1: going to be a matter of which one of my children.
0: Yeah, see, I should have known that was coming. (laughs) I think we can throw out the girls, even though that's really where I wanted it to go. Maybe I should have asked Matt about the girls. Yeah, I probably should have. All right. What if. Okay. so what if Ryan married someone, but you didn't feel right about it? Oh,
1: I'd be all over that.
0: Okay. so what if that feeling wasn't just like dread or dislike for their mate, but that it was like wrong and something bad was going to happen? Yeah.
1: What would you do? Uh, uh, yeah. Everything in my power. Would you At, tell
0: them to like, would you stop them? Would you stand up and say something when the pastor asks if somebody objects? No. You would tell them beforehand to try yeah. to stop it? What if your child said they were happy with marrying this person, didn't feel it was wrong and just went through with it despite your questions? I would
1: probably still repetitively say things, put things in my son's ear.
0: Well, Christina May, more commonly known as Tina, but at least it's with her name.
1: R- true, true, true. Yeah, it's How not like I... Fifi. Oh, what's that short for, Christina?
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, she was born in Ramstein, the place, not the band.
1: Do, do, host.
0: I, <laughs> you're shaking your head. You knew that one though, right? Yeah. That's also from James. He wanted me. To Thanks, do that. James. Um, So she was born in Germany on February 13th, 1977, and was put up for adoption. On January 24th, 1980, she was legally adopted by Tommy and Cindy Thomas.
1: Tommy Thomas? His parents were not kind to him at all. Tommy Thomas. That's not okay.
0: Since they adopted her, they now became the parents of two girls. Their younger daughter was named Alanda. And I might be saying that wrong. I'm pretty sure I googled it and translated it. It might be Alanda, but I'm almost positive it that Google translation said Atlanta as well. Not Amanda, but A-L-A-N-D-A. Alanda.
1: Interesting. That's a yeah,
0: that's a name. When Tina was still a child, she was actually diagnosed with, I have no idea how to say this, paroxysmal superventricular tachycardia.
1: That sounded like a thing.
0: That's a thing. Right? If I said it faster, it would be good, but there's no way I can say that faster. But it's more commonly known as PSVT.
1: That doesn't help me at all.
0: So it's an abnormally fast heart rhythm that causes
1: palpitations,
0: lightheadedness, sweating, and shortness of breath. So the medicines that Tina was put on weren't helping her much at all. And by the age of 24, she had to have like minor surgery to oh,
1: gosh. correct
0: it. Tina just was described as bright, happy, and just like lit up everybody around her, which I really hate as a description because I, I think that when people are murdered or uh missing or even just like die in general everybody's like oh they were so great and they just lit up a room like lit up a room seems to be like the standard go-to
1: not everybody can light up a room
0: i don't even know do you light up rooms
1: some days i do but not in a good way
0: i don't know if i light up rooms i think i think james says i do but i don't I've never walked into a dark room and it just like lit up like magic. Oh my god! Is that not how? Is that, that a works? thing? How do you light up a room other than setting it on fire?
1: <laughs> Simmer down, Ashley. Simmer down.
0: <laughs> so Tina went on to attend the University of Alabama at Birmingham, and she was engaged <clears throat> to someone, but later she called off the engagement. One source stated that she called off the engagement because her mother didn't approve of him. Wait, 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 wait. In the states. In the States, yeah. We're, so she's, we're in Alabama.
1: So she was born in Germany.
0: Yep, and then was adopted and brought to Alabama. Okay. So she she called off the engagement because her mother didn't approve of him. I didn't... I did find some information from a co-worker of Tina, but there wasn't a lot about this engagement. So it seems that Tina's family never liked any of their daughter's boyfriends. Oh. It was kind of like, you know... Like a pattern here, okay. Yeah. So I don't know if this is because she chose men badly just in general you know like me uh not james not james but before that um and that's why her parents didn't like them or if she just chose ones where it's like nobody is good enough for my daughter right i'm not sure exactly what the problem was there but david gabriel watson was born march 5th 1977 his parents were glenda and david watson so he had the same name as his dad So he went by his middle name, Gabriel, but Gabe. So Gabe has been described as a nice guy, friendly, and could get along with anyone. Oh. And it was at the University of Alabama where Tina and Gabe went to school that they met for the first time. Oh, okay. Gabe started asking out Tina, like, immediately when they first met. He was very interested in her, but at the time she was engaged to that other guy. Right. So she pushed him aside. She wanted nothing to do with that. However... He took that as he needed to try harder. Oh, okay then. Which comes off as cocky to me. Very persistent. Yeah. He continued to pursue her. After both Tina and Gabe attended the same New Year's Eve party, Gabe asked Tina out again. By this time, she had called off the previous engagement, so she said yes to Gabe. They began their relationship January
1: 2001. Oh, okay. Right. I
0: was still in high school. Yeah, me <laughs> okay. So, it has been noted that Tina's family also didn't like Gabe. Oh. So that might be the pattern, Mm. but Tina knew it. She knew they didn't like Gabe. One of Tina's coworkers, Deborah Glenn Barnes said, the only thing Tina ever told me was that her parents didn't really care for him. She said, they're not greatly happy with him, but you know, I love him. Okay then. So after graduation, Gabe began working with his father in a family business and Tina started working as a manager in a clothing store. When Gabe wasn't working, he loved scuba diving. Have you ever been scuba diving? No, me either. I want to, I think. No. You' don't okay. mind, do that. You have no interest in doing that. No. Well, it was clear that this was like a passion of his, kind of like my writing. Yeah, that kind of thing. It's a passion of his. Taking as far as to become a certified rescue diver. Oh, cool. Yeah. However, it seemed as though Tina was not a big fan of diving on a show called crime and punishment in an australian story episode called unfathomable tina's best friend amanda phillips said when she said she was taking up scuba diving i was like crazy lady say what if she really doesn't like if it, i told you i was going skydiving
1: no that's not you're joking I, I would be
0: like you're joking that's where you would go crazy lady say what because yeah. i don't do that no i don't don't do that so it's like, if I told you I was getting a cat, unless you were stealing Ramsey's, it's not happening. It's not happening. Right. You and Ramsey's are like, you're tight, but that's it. But if, any other cat, I would have been like, no, is it half cat, half dog? Or that's the only way. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. So Amanda Phillips went on to explain why this was her response saying, because her, Tina hair stayed wet for so long she didn't like to get it wet so when they would go swimming in high school she would be doing this really crazy dog paddling swim so that her head would stay above the water yeah i understand some people just don't like their hair wet it's cool in january 2003 tina began to take diving lessons so that she could enjoy what gave enjoys. being in a relationship i understand that sometimes there are things you have to do to like compromise yeah I just did that, what, a few few weeks ago or a week ago or something like that, and my daughter didn't quite understand, because I went to a heavy metal concert.
1: Yeah, that was completely out of your comfort zone.
0: I'm pretty sure you were like, what?
1: Yeah, I was, you were like, oh, don't you want to come with me? And I was like,
0: no. I mean, I think, <laughs> yeah. We went to a place called The Cave. I think that really, first of all, it's a club, and I ain't never been clubbing. I don't know what to do there.
1: I, is it really called clubbing when you go and you just sit?
0: We weren't sitting, we were standing. It was a concert.
1: I've been to clubs like in my early, early 20s, late know. teens, but I didn't do anything but sit.
0: So is it really clubbing? I don't know what you're supposed to do. Is it like?
1: supposed to dance.
0: Oh, like from Save the Last Dance? Yeah. Where they're yeah. All, like rubbing on each other yeah, and
1: stuff? Yeah, I don't like that. Nope. I don't want, nope.
0: Mm-mm. All that sexy, sultry... I don't want anybody to touch me. I can't, I can't dance. James likes to try to like, slow dance with me in the kitchen. There's nobody around, and I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. I can picture this. You're groin on my butt cheek. I don't understand. Damn I! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, same. Maybe if I had enough alcohol in me, then we could get a little uh, grinding... Thing. I I think you're supposed to like stick your butt out and move it. I don't know. Isn't that twerking? I can't do that no, either. I can't do that either. You should see my twerking. I've seen like your twerking. It's not twerking. A <laughs> dead chicken <laughs> trying to move, flopping on the ground. It's like a chicken trying to be a fish. <laughs> yes. It's horrible. So that's what compromises. Yeah. And I know he already knows this, but now he owes me a country concert. Yes. Which he will totally. I'm. I'd like to say he'd be out of his com- comfort zone, but James loves music yeah, so much that he can literally, he's excited about, like, he's been listening to Morgan Wallen. Oh, okay. He likes Luke Combs. I would love to go to a Luke Combs concert. So he likes country, so I guess I would have to find something else that's completely out of his comfort zone. Yeah. Maybe I should make him go to a painting class with me. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Getting her hair wet seems like... A pretty petty reason to me, I guess, to not get in the water. Yeah, I agree. I it did do a Google search, and from what I found, it seems that depending on the type of suit you get, you could end up with wet hair or not. Oh. So there's super, like, covered ones that go from, like, your forehead all the yeah. way down, but then there's other ones that don't. Uh, Lindsay N. from Iowa posted a question on TripAdvisor. Saying, does your hair get wet or does the suit protect it? The question was answered by four different people. And out of the four, three of them said that the dry suit completely covers the head aside from the face where the mask goes. That being said, I understand give and take in a relationship and getting hair wet seems petty. So it depends on the suit. I feel like I've seen most divers are completely covered. Yeah, I have two. So I think not scuba diving because your hair could possibly get wet is not only petty but probably unlikely depending on where you're diving as well yeah um and it's scuba diving not snorkeling so it's different i think yeah i don't
1: know because snorkeling gets to stay on the top of the water
0: right so i don't know if that's one of those where it's like okay that's not a completely dry yeah suit yeah so tina's family had different concerns with her scuba diving childhood heart problems yeah tina's father tommy said that he talked to gabe about this concern But Gabe said if Tina wanted him to do the things she liked, then he would have to do, she would have to do the things that he liked. And again. That's a cocky response. That, it's cocky and it's dismissive. Yeah. He
1: should be concerned as well.
0: He brought forth a thing. Not just, oh, she doesn't want to get her hair wet. But she has, she had heart problems.
1: Yeah. And diving deep could be an issue with that. And
0: Gabe did not, he was just like, well. She's going to have to... And so I feel like it was a very, almost narcissistic thing to say. Yeah. I agree.
1: That rubs me the wrong way. Right.
0: So it's being brought to his attention about a health concern. You would think that Gabe would have been like, you know what, Mr. Thomas, you're right. Maybe before I make her do this, and I'm using make because it sounds like that's what he would have said. Yeah. Um, He could have said, I should have a professional say that it's okay for her to do so. Right. That's all he had to do.
1: Acknowledge that it was being brought to his attention.
0: Instead... Gabe seems to think that Tina should do it despite there being risk or not. So. Let's let's move on. Let's talk about proposals. Oh more. What what's your proposal story? How did you and Matt get engaged?
1: Um, he took me on a hike and a picnic, at this really pretty like river walk thing and he proposed to me on the anniversary of my brother's death, so it could be a happy day instead of a sad day.
0: Oh. Yeah. Well, that's sweet. Yeah. I've only been married once. Do you want to hear my proposal story for that? You're closing your eyes.
1: Cause I'm just picturing, I'm just preparing myself. Okay. So
0: at the time um, he lived in Virginia and (laughs) he had flown up to see me and he did so, It like, his grandmother had just died, so he was actually flying up to see me and not going to the funeral because he wanted to, but I think he already had the plane tickets and everything arranged, and his parents were like, just go. But he got here, and it was it was winter time because it was cold. And so I went to pick him up at the airport, and he had his backpack, and he was like, is it cold outside? And I'm like, "You you grew up in New York. You're from here. You should know. Yeah, it's cold outside. It's winter. And he was like, okay, can you go into the small pocket in my bag and get my winter hat out? And I did. And I handed it to him. And there was a box with a ring in it. That's it. He didn't say anything? or there, I don't remember him actually asking the question. It really... It, it, I feel like the way I just told you, it sounded a little bit more romantic than it actually was. It was not. It was like, hey, there's a hat in the bag. Can you grab it and just give it to me? And then... I didn't realize there was, like, even anything in it. It was a knitted hat, so it was a little bit heavier. I didn't realize anything. And then there was the box with the ring in it. And it was just, like, so that's a thing now. Oh. And that's how I got engaged. But if you could redo your proposal to what you want or you dream of, would you would anything be different? No. No? So here's my idea. Oh, Lord. <laughs> because I, I am of romantic sorts. But I don't need something totally elaborate. I do have a favorite proposal, which is um, on YouTube. Hold on. Did... Are you
1: recording? Yeah. Okay. Um, I saw your hand go on the keyboard, so I wasn't sure. Um, Did Mike ask for your dad's permission or...
0: Oh, no, no, no. They don't get along.
1: Did he talk to anybody, Tara or anybody? No. Oh,
0: That is a thing of mine, especially not for the person who raised me. You don't need to ask their permission. But... Right. And and now I might be second-guessing everything. Right. Now, they might need to ask your permission at this point. James! You You hear that? Yeah. All right. I think you're the one that they would have to ask.
1: Well, see, Matt asked my... He sat down with my stepfather who raised me Mm -hmm. and my mother and asked their permission right um and after he proposed to me he took me to get my nails done so my hands looked really pretty before he took me to my mother's house to show them my ring
0: oh that's lovely i love everything about that yeah so my favorite proposal is literally called the proposal not the movie um but i do love that movie uh but no it's just do you know justin baldoni no have you ever watched Jane the Virgin?
1: Yes. Oh, I love Jane the Virgin.
0: Raphael? <gasps> That's Justin Baldoni. Oh, yeah. I follow him on lots of things. Isn't he pretty?
1: Oh, my God. he is lovely.
0: The way that oh. he. Have you ever seen his proposal to his now wife? No. We're going to be watching that when we're done here. It's 26 minutes long. Yeah, it's my favorite. And if I were marrying somebody who had the the means to do something like this, I am there for it. Okay. I am totally there for it. Please remind me when we're done recording. All right. Um, I will. and I will link it in the show notes so that everybody else can watch it because I feel like you should. Okay. My I I have talked it over with Tara. And if and when I do get engaged, it would pro- it would probably be very wise of somebody <clears throat> to take out like paper and a writing utensil right now. Okay. And just or mental notes. So I I'm big with sentiment. Yeah. I love water. Yeah. I like going hiking near water, so I love Ithaca.
1: Yeah.
0: And Ithaca seems to be something that is special to a certain <coughs> person and I. You know because we go there all the time. We're yeah. literally there just this weekend uh i'm not against getting proposed to on a cliff even though you know what i mean near water like a waterfall i'm not against that at all and i quite like that idea a lot like a lot a lot it doesn't need to be i mean just don't do it in an airport (laughs) because i'll be pissed don't just be like oh hey got you something here it is i need some thought in this because nobody's been overly romantic to me in my life and i feel like i need that but not money spent wise just give me a lot of sentiment like put some thought behind it would you you'll understand more when you see the video because this this makes me cry almost every single time so let's let's move on okay okay that's that's the end of that in february of 2003 gabe asked tina's dad for his blessing To marry his daughter. So he did do that. Oh, well, that's nice. Of course, at the time, he didn't know that her parents didn't like him. Oh, God. Plus, he did not win those brownie points earlier with the uh, concerns about scuba diving. Yeah. So Tommy was hesitant, but it is said that he appreciated the gesture of gay basking, which I think any father would. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. However, Tommy never actually gave gay permission Oh, what did he say? I don't know, we just what know that said. it was he never really said no, but he never really said yes. He may have said something like let me let me think about this or maybe you know, maybe you guys need more time. Maybe he said something like something that.
1: Something like that, yeah. Of
0: course that didn't matter to Gabe because it seemed he didn't really notice. Of course. Not. He just went about with his plans anyway. He's like, Oh well I asked. The response isn't necessary, right? <laughs> he was
1: halfway there. <laughs>
0: Like, it's the thought that counts. (laughs) I think that's one of those things where it's not the thought that counts. No. So, Gabe liked to play a game with Tina. Taunting, if you will. Does Tina know she was playing? (laughs) (laughs) He would show her the ring and then say he wouldn't propose. He, however, said it was just him waiting for the right moment. But it was, like, really one of those things where it's, like, look at... We're going to get married someday and then be like, no, I'm not going to propose.
1: Yeah, no, I wouldn't like anything. about that's that. That's
0: a horrible game. Yeah, no. But doesn't that sound like, you know, oh, he's such a romantic. No, that sounds Blah. like, no, no, I don't like I'm it. I'm really surprised. Like, that's not how my engagement yeah. went. Yeah. So, on April 20th, 2003, Easter Sunday, like literally Easter Sunday, Gabe hid the ring in a plastic Easter egg, and while an egg hunt was going on around the house, he hid it. No, you don't like that idea. No. I hate everything about it. No. Easter is not one of my favorite holidays, just because I'm not big for like spring. I don't know. It's just
1: I just don't think all the pastel we
0: colors and stuff. I think I don't. I don't, I don't, like don't everything think about you them.
1: should propose on 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 a holiday. You can't yeah. can't propose on a holiday that's already specifically for the, the the I do death not of Jesus be, Christ I, I just don't, don't
0: want to be proposed to on Christmas that seems so cliche
1: or uh, Valentine's Day don't, don't do that don't
0: do Valentine's don't do Day that. Don't do New Year's Eve. I
1: would be okay with a proposal on Halloween Oh
0: okay uh, I would be I would be down. For I
1: love that. everything about that
0: I would be down for that I would be down for that yeah but if somebody proposed to me Easter with no. a little plastic ring hidden which no. I mean, no. it is a step up from the way that I was proposed well, to, Well, anything's
1: a step up from that.
0: Hell, I would not be thrilled. <laughs> I would not But be if somebody happy. proposed to me, I would say, no. The answer would be no. Redo. Nope. nope. Try again. Try again. I don't even know if I would give them a chance to try again.
1: That's ju- He should know by now how she would want to be proposed to. I feel like that's a thing. Like you Maybe should- she
0: wanted to be proposed to like that, but... I think she also would have actually wanted her father's permission, and he didn't actually get that. So also true. Yeah. No. So on October eleventh, two thousand three, which I do love me a fall wedding, um, because I love everything about fall.
1: My wedding was supposed to be in October.
0: I wouldn't mind getting married on Halloween. I also wouldn't mind having a black dress. No, I don't like anything about that. I wouldn't mind having some sort of colored dress.
1: I'm. V- My wedding was very, very traditional. Mm-hmm. I wore white, did not wear off white because it was my first time getting married. I don't like white. I had I didn't have a maid of honor. I had a matron of honor because she was already married. I had junior mm-hmm. bridesmaids. I had bridesmaids. See, I wouldn't
0: mind all that, but like I mean, we come on, we're in 2022 now. I wore something blue, something borrowed, something new. What well, year did you get married? 2007. Yes. We're in 2022. I and this would be my second marriage, so I think I would, I think I would rock a black dress. I'll not black, saying, black, yeah. not black, black, but very like, oh, that's a little black. Do you know what I mean? Just I do. Al- or almost dusty color, not brown like you rolled in cow manure. So but, like charcoal? Yes. Uh, all right. This is getting. Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, I'm giving away too much about like m- m- engagements and proposals and weddings when this is. Things need to be aligned in order to do so. Yes. So on October 11th, 2003, Dave, 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 it's the tongue. It's the tongue. I was going for Tina and Gabe. I got Dave. (laughs) It's It's the tongue. It's the tongue. It's the tongue. They got married on that date. In the crime and punishment video from earlier, Tommy describes his moments with his daughter before the wedding saying it was a beautiful day. The day that she got married. Tina and I had a very nice conversation on the way to the church. I told her over and over how much I loved her, and I wanted her to be happy. I also told her if she had any doubts about this, she didn't have to do it. She said, Dad, this is going to be a good day. This is what I want. Tina went through the wedding, smiling in photos and videos. Tommy remembers he sat there uncomfortably. He was afraid that Tina lied to him.
1: Oh, he had a feeling that something wasn't right. Yeah, so
0: he didn't actually just have the feeling that something was wrong and this wasn't right, but he felt like his daughter lied to him. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, he felt like she felt the same and was just putting on the show. Yeah, That's a whole nother thing. Yes, yes, 100%. He feared she said she was sure about this marriage, but deep down she wasn't sure at all. So on top of that, Tommy felt... Like, Gabe was not going to take care of his daughter the way that she deserved. And, again, that could be, like, well, you're just not going to do, but maybe will. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's an almost, like, nobody's good for my daughter kind of thing. But when the I do's were over, the cake was cut, the guests were tired, and the newlyweds, the Watsons, headed to be swept away for their honeymoon, Tommy recalls he ran to the elevator, getting his arm stuck in the door to force it open to see Tina one more time. Before the elevator left, Tommy told Tina he loved her and told Gabe to take care of his little girl. Then the elevator doors closed. And that was the
1: last time he and ever saw her? And the couple
0: was taken away. I feel you know
1: tears coming on.
0: The day after their wedding, they headed to Australia for their honeymoon.
1: Not where I We're would going choose to, to go. going to Australia yeah Not where I would choose to go.
0: We, would, we just had Gable Tosti in Australia. I know.
1: I'm not a fan of Australia. I don't know what it is. I'm just, I have no desire to ever We've go there. We've
0: a couple, done a couple cases, Australia. Um, I know that. I don't know. I don't think I would like to go to Australia. I've seen the bugs, like the spiders that they have. I don't do spiders. I see all of these things. But it sounds good because they produced people like Heath Ledger. Who I mean, I, mean, I like him. him. Uh, I, mm. Mm, yeah. I still have dreams about him. That's it. I
1: mean, I like Keith Urban. Is he from there? No, his wife I is I do
0: I Nicole Kidman's from there. He's from there. Is he from there? Yeah. You don't like Australian accents. Nope. I don't either, but I like the British.
1: Oh, I like the British accent. Oh, oh my
0: gosh, put that in my mouth. Yes. I, <laughs> how do you do that? I don't know, but <laughs> Here's I want a to. Speak British <laughs> Do you remember that one morning that I woke up and I was speaking British and I went to Duncan and I ordered Duncan and I was I had a British accent. <laughs> I videoed it because I'm like, what is coming out of my face? It was British. I'm over here talking British. I have it somewhere. I don't know. I think it ended up on uh, YouTube or something. Yeah. I yeah, don't I know. believe
1: everything about that. I woke
0: that. up one morning and it was just like, here we go. And it was like, oh, can I get a spot of tea? Like, can okay. I have
1: a scone with
0: that? Do they do scones? Yes,
1: they do. Oh. I think. I don't know. It just sounded really good. I know they do is. like tea
0: and biscuits. Biscuits. I don't know. Biscuit is just. I'm American. Biscuit is just right, but I'm American, so when I think biscuit, I think like a biscuit, a biscuit. warm out of the oven. oven, Yeah. Put some strawberries and whipped cream on top of that, called a strawberry shortcake. No, No, I I like everything about that in my mouth. I
1: like honey on my (laughs) biscuit. You don't like honey.
0: I don't like honey. Who's put? Forget it. This has gone off the rails. Let's go back to Australia, Ew. where apparently you do not want to go. Nope. So they plan to stay in Australia for two weeks. The main purpose of the trip was to scuba dive.
1: So that's why she was taking lessons.
0: Originally, the trip was supposed to be Gabe's graduation gift. But oh. According to Gabe's mother, Glenda, it was actually Tina's idea to make it a gift for their honeymoon. So she knew that it was coming. Which is so weird because it's i don't know how that i would never do that but you know me i don't like confrontation i don't like to speak up much i don't think i would ever go to james's mom and be like yeah you want to take him on a fishing trip give that to him for this birthday gift or whatever let's make it a wedding gift don't give him that for that
1: yeah i don't i yeah. i
0: need to be in on it yeah That almost. but whatever They were going to take in all of the sights and sounds by visiting the Sydney Opera House, a river cruise, a trip to the zoo, which that also sounds fine and dandy. David Watson and Gabe's grandmother are the ones who that paid for the honeymoon. It was $10,000.
1: We didn't pay for our honeymoon either.
0: We didn't go on a honeymoon.
1: Oh. At all. We went to Coronado Island, San Diego, California. I've never been to
0: California. I've never been on that side of the earth. That's I highly
1: recommend Coronado. It's yeah. Well,
0: wonderful. we've never been there, and I've never been on a honeymoon. <clears throat> and James, and take, and take her say. on a
1: honeymoon if this ever pans out here.
0: The couple left their home on October 13th, okay. 2003, and arrived in Australia October 15th. They spent a week sightseeing in Australia, and then they began their week-long diving oh, okay. excursion off the coast of Townsville. So it was October 22nd, 2003. Tina and Gabe were aboard the Spoil Sport, a four and a half star luxury resort on water. Oh, wow. Yeah. There were 25 passengers, 12 crew members, and three commercial divers aboard. The couple were going to go dive at the site of Yongala. Do you know what that is? No. Oh. Okay. It's a shipwreck. Oh, okay. So I actually threw this in here. Which, I guess it could maybe be its own case sometime, but I don't know. It could be possibly, like, a smaller case. Mm -hmm. Uh, So thanks to good old Wikipedia, here's a synopsis of the Yungala. On March 14th, 1911, under the command of Captain William Knight, Yungala embarked on her 99th voyage in Australian waters. How did they know the ship was a girl? do we just, I don't know. I think it just kind of just that.
1: comes to you. If it's a girl, most ships are girls. Are I don't cars know. the same way? No, cars can be whatever the heck you want. My car is a
0: girl. Its name is Cordelia.
1: Oh, you, you named it.
0: I name all my cars. You don't name your cars? Your car is not named? No. Are you kidding me right now?
1: My suburban? No, that's not named.
0: Why? I, I, I don't have a good answer for that. Have you ever named a car? No. I've named every single car. My first car was called Twailer because it was blue, and Tara loved Taylor Swift, and she couldn't say Taylor. She was like four. Came out Twailer, Whaler, Swift. And then I had the Black Caliber. After that, yeah, that was what's his face Flynn Rider. It was Flynn Rider from Tangled, also a Tara thing. After that, I had the van. The van, something Jean was that name, and my ex-husband named that. It was something I always said, something about Jean. I don't remember now. And then I had the other van for a hot moment. That's name was Luna. But it was a hot moment to have that. That, that was possessed. That van yes. was possessed. Um, but now I have Cordelia, which is my blue impala outside. Cordelia. So now you can talk to her. Hey, Cordelia. No, I'm not I do gonna that. do that. I'm not gonna do that. I named my bus. You uh, remember that,
1: right? Yeah, but uh, I just call my car my baby.
0: Oh, then maybe that's name, baby. Like, dirty dancing. I love that movie. Nobody puts baby in the corner. That's right. That's damn Maybe like. that's the name, baby. I just call it that
1: because it's a $50,000 vehicle and I can't let anything happen to it because oh my god, that's a lot of money.
0: That is a lot of money. That that is a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. She, the uh, young gala, left Melbourne with 72 passengers heading for Brisbane, where she arrived on March 20th. In Brisbane, most of the passengers disembarked, and new passengers and cargo headed up the Queensland coast, including the racehorse Moonshine. There's actually a rumor that circles stating a horse sank a ship this is because another rumor said that the horse and his trainer john campbell were late getting to the ship which delayed the departure time this then hindered the ship's progress for an incoming storm
1: oh so okay that's the rumor right i
0: guess there's other sources that say they weren't late
1: Whatever. i'm hearing the words coming out of your mouth but i'm not really hearing them because all i can think is oh my god that did
0: that horse die on, on the boat despite the bl- it's a tongue y'all it is it's so bad despite delays in brisbane Yongala arrived in mckay on the morning of march 23rd after the transfer of passengers again and cargo the ship sailed north to uh for townsville at 1.40 p.m., carrying 49 passengers, 73 crew members, and 617 tons of cargo. But no horse. Five hours later, the lighthouse keeper of Dent Island saw Yangala sail into the Whitsunday Passage, the last known sighting of the ship. Shortly before the vessel left sight, of the land of mckay a telegram was received by the flat top signal station warning of a tropical cyclone between townsville and mckay flag and wireless signals from the station prompted several ships to take refuge at mckay but yungala did not see the flags oh no so the reason was it had not yet been fitted with wireless equipment Oh, no. So, Younggala sank during the cyclone on March 24th, 1911. All 122 passengers and crew died in the tragedy. I do believe the horse died too. In 1958, there was a man kind of like, uh, you know, like in the movie The Titanic, who likes to go do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, his name was Bill Kirkpatrick, and a- another diver, George Conrad, they found the wreck ship on the Great Barrier Reef
1: mm-hmm.
0: in, like, 90 feet of water. There was no mistaking the ship, because Conrad was actually able to read the ship's name perfectly on the bow. Okay? Oh, okay, cool. So, that's a little bit on Nungala, and I feel like that could be a, a bigger story. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. But... So when diving, that's actually where they were, like, going. The Great yeah. Barrier Reef, Young Gala site. So when diving, one of the rules is to have a buddy. hmm This is just for, like, safety for both people. I feel like that's a no-brainer. Ne- yeah, you never leave your buddy. Yeah. It's like women who go to the bathroom.
1: No, no, you go with somebody. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's also like when you tell kids when they want to do something we usually say don't go without a parent or we take them or tell them to go with so-and-so
1: right like if it was my girls i'd be like you have to stay together yeah don't or separate. even
0: send ryan right absolutely yeah so like or like tara and when Maya. i dropped
1: abby off with you during the parade right. i sent her with tara and i was like don't let go of her hand
0: right right yeah of course at about 10 30 a.m gabe and tina entered the water each of them were each other's buddy the conditions for this dive seemed favorable, favorable aside from a strong current that seemed to subside in time for the dive. To okay. Go, so it, okay. To plan. Right. Cause a current, especially underwater could be an that's issue. dangerous. Yeah. According to Wade Singleton, which was the trip director, he had said there was an issue, but it seemed to go away. Wade also said that he did offer Gabe and Tina an orientation dive two times and they refused it. It said that Gabe had about 50 or so dives under his belt and being, having the certifications of a dive master while his new wife was still new to the game. So according to joydive.com, an orientation dive just gives the diver a safe chance to practice breathing underwater, you know, kind of just going over Which I
1: feel like is something, even if you're an experienced diver, I feel like you should do. Well,
0: yeah, because it checks the equipment too, so... It's not just like, oh well, I'm hot to breeds under the water. Right. right. But you're checking the equipment. This isn't the same equipment every time. Right. Or what if something happens in your something you know, breaks or something? Or, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it also checks for the right weight amount. Oh, okay. There's lots of things that you would need to check. Yeah, in an orientation think. dive. Yeah. You know, that just is different from dive to dive.
1: And I feel like if he has that certificate saying that he's like a master diver or whatever, he should know that.
0: Yeah, it's called a dive master. We're gonna get into that too in just a second. Actually, right now. So before we continue, I wanna clarify the difference. According to scubaguru.org, a dive instructor and a dive master are two different things. Oh. An instructor can teach alone, while a dive master has to have a certified instructor with them. A rescue diver, also known as a dive master, is a level of certification provided by training agencies like PADI that highlights diver rescue and emergency response. Okay. A rescue diver rescues panicked and unresponsive divers, manages stress in other divers, prevent and foresee emergency situations. Okay. So it's just like having that person there. There's an instructor who's instructing the dive, but then the dive master is there in case something goes wrong. Okay. That's what Gabe Watson was. He was a rescue diver in emergency situations trying to help out. Okay. Okay. So the orientation dive offer was declined twice, both times by the Watsons. And I say the Watsons, so I don't know if it was just specifically Gabe or what. We're going with the Watsons, but if I had to say, I would say allegedly it was Gabe Watson and then his new wife just agreeing with
1: him. Yes, I, I would assume I so as well. I don't
0: think Tina said no. I don't he was mind. probably speaking for the both of them. Right. Yeah. So when the couple headed into the water, they soon resurfaced with some issues So first, Gabe's dive computer alarm activated, signaling something was wrong with his computer. Gabe later said he had the batteries in
1: backwards. But if he was a master, wouldn't he? Um, Okay.
0: Okay. Gabe also asked for more weights to be added to Tina, citing that the eight pounds of weights that were on her would not be enough to help her sink. Because you need to have enough to go down. He insisted more weight be added and by the time they were done adding weights, she had gone from eight pound of weights to twenty two pounds of weights. Oh my
1: gosh. That's That's more than double.
0: That's yes it is. Yes it is. It's just under three times, right? That doesn't seem quite right. Nobody was like, Well, twenty seven, right? Is that math? did I mathical? No, I don't think it's twenty seven. Is it twenty four? I think it's twenty four. I don't mathical any time. Sadly, I'm not even sure if 24 is right, but I think I it is. I don't even think right early. Word, it's it sounds early, but it sounds good. It's it's almost nine, and we're still like it's freaking early. <laughs> it's That's six a.m. you have
1: been awake since <laughs> who knows when. I mean, my alarm went off
0: at like five something. No, thank you. Um, so a short time later, they returned to the water via a dinghy, which I love that word. So that took them to the actual dive site. There were four other divers in the dinghy with them including the dive coordinator, Wade Singleton, coordinator, instructor, same thing, uh, director, according to the Queensland, Australia police report. 45 feet down, Tina signaled to Gabe that she wanted to resurface. Gabe says he saw that she was panicking and he tried to help calm her by grabbing her and bear hugging her under the water. That doesn't seem like that would calm anybody down. She was flailing around. So, it was at this time when she accidentally knocked off his mask and regulator, and he had to let go of her to replace it, and she began to sink to the ocean floor. (gasps) He started to go after her, but then realized there was nothing he could do, so he swam up to the surface for help instead. The dive master. Couldn't do anything? He was just like, I gotta go get help. So... It was this time that another diver, Gary Stempler, was underwater with them and he took a photo of his wife. And this is now a famous photo for this case, and I have the photo that I can actually show you because it's actually one of the photos. This is the photo of the case. So let me show you this. Oh my
1: gosh, he I'm took just like so shook
0: oh so that's the picture of his wife that's the instructor and that there on the ocean floor is tina (gasps) it captured tina on the ocean floor and that's why it's a big photo for this case so that just happened to be a thing that was caught so nearby singleton saw tina he swam to her that's the other person in the photo And then darted with Tina to the surface. Now, mind you, he's not the rescue diver. He's... The instructor. Right. He broke the surface closer to a different boat and took her aboard that boat, which was the Jazz 2. A doctor aboard that boat attempted CPR for 40 minutes. However, Tina was unable to be revived and died just 11 days after her wedding. She was pronounced dead at 1121 a.m., by two doctors aboard that boat. So, there's a lot of questions here. That just sounds like, alright, that's an accident. I don't think Gabe did everything he could, but he had just had his face Where mask in regulated. his
1: training did it say, if somebody needs to resurface and is freaking out, bear hug them?
0: I understand. I don't know. Maybe he was treating it differently because it was his wife. I don't know. Maybe he went to the surface because his face mask was knocked off he couldn't get it properly back on maybe he was sucking in water and said i can't do this i gotta i don't know the other people on the boat were stunned by gabe's actions or
1: lack Lack thereof
0: yeah they asked him why he left his buddy why he didn't assist his wife when he saw her sinking not only that tina was taken by singleton to another boat gabe swam to the original diving People on the spoils sport said that Gabe never asked where his wife was, or if she even got out of the water, or if she was okay. And despite the lack of sadness at all, he was actually going around asking everyone for hugs. What? Listen, I'm not someone who's certified in psychology or anything, right? I'm a school bus driver. I do know that when there are situations, people handle everything differently. My daughter, Tara, will cry about anything. Yeah, she, yeah. Yep, that's absolutely true. Some people show zero emotion in the moment. Some people are super, like, hyper-focused in their, like, let's figure this out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or some people just fall apart. Some people don't. Not everyone cries. Not everyone asks questions. But usually that is because they don't want the attention or they're still trying to process what happened. But it's weird because here, he's not even trying to figure out what happened. He doesn't know where his wife is. He doesn't even know if she's still in the water. But he wanted the attention. He doesn't know what's going on, so he can't be sad. Why are you asking for hugs? You don't even know where she is or if she's okay. You know what I mean? So why are you asking is for hugs? The wonky. So he can't be processing anything. He didn't even know whether she was dead or alive. He didn't even know where she was, so he can't be processing anything. He can't be processing her death. He doesn't know. He doesn't even know if she's still on the ocean floor.
1: So when he came up,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he told the instructor Wade, and that's how. No, Wade I think
0: Wade was already in the water. Wade saw. Okay. I'm almost positive. So Gabe did continue to tell his side of the story, as to what happened in the waters, but people aboard the boat were suspicious. Rightfully so. So let's get into a little part that a segment that I called. Well, that's weird. I love that. Once help arrived on the boat and Tina was taken to the hospital. She was thoroughly checked over and later transferred to Townsville Morgue by Morley's funeral home. The hospital did note that there was little to no water in Tina's lungs. And I found the inquest to the death of Tina. And here's what some of it says. On October 23rd, 2003... An autopsy was performed by Professor David Williams, consult forensic pathologist. They also name him, quote unquote, the pathologist. So if I say the pathologist. Coffee's done. (laughs) Um, So he was from the Queensland Health Pathology and Scientific Services at Townville. The pathologist recorded that Tina's height was 174 centimeters. For us in America, that's just she was 5 feet 7 inches tall. Okay. Her weight was 63 kilograms. For us, that's 138 pounds. Okay. His report, Exhibit 4, records a formally healthy young lady. She was 26 years old. After listing his observations, the pathologist commented, radiology. The body shows shows." Lorid evidence of air embolism. Histology, heart, the myocardium shows no convincing evidence of the myocardius, ischemic fibrosis, or recent infurcation. Listen, as much as I watch Grey's Anatomy, it's not going to help me pronounce these words. True. True. The coronary arteries are widely patent widely patient and show negotiable amounts of aroma. Eryth- i understand none of this if any of you are doctors break that down for me it it doesn't show much i guess i don't know the brain there's no evidence of like meningitis or anything like that the pal- pathologist listed the cause of death as drowning though
1: but there's no fluid in her lungs
0: no water right So, Wade Singleton finds it odd that Tina sank in the first place. Scuba divers, unless you are weighted, are naturally, like, buoyant. Yeah. They don't just sink. Like, I think that's, like, the whole point. You're supposed to, like, float a little bit in big water. Right. So, when Wade swam to save Tina, he noticed that she had all of the weights on still, and he had to drop her weight belt in order to get her to the surface faster, which you would think Gabe would have known to do that. Right! that it's not like it's it's not time-consuming it's a belt that you You just literally it. yeah later in the investigation they discovered that tina was wearing the 22 pounds of weight when she would have actually only needed the eight pounds of weight
1: but her husband requested that she be heavier Mm
0: -hmm. i don't want to point fingers but she had more because gabe insisted she needed it but
1: wouldn't wade have been like dude no
0: I know, and I'm a little uncertain as to who put, like, the weights on, and who did all that, and because... Maybe point, Wade
1: didn't know that he, she had, he had more. Had... I don't
0: know. But it so- and it almost sounds like that, because he right. noticed how much weight was on her. Um, that's questionable to me, Gabe. Why yeah. are you trying to get more weight on her? Are you trying to stink her? I don't that's know. what it sounds like. I thought that was odd. Earlier, it was said that Gabe gave his wife a bear hug, right? Yeah. Several people saw him doing this so on her water while tina was struggling when police talked to gabe his story seemed to change over and over again nothing was really making sense about how tina sank gabe called his parents and told them about the situation but he did not want to talk to tina's parents oh i wonder why he asked his family to tell her parents so the initial ruling by the coroner stated that tina's death was an accident of course tina's dad did not believe that After everyone was notified of Tina's passing, Gabe's mother flew to Australia to be with her son. They later visited Tina several times at the morgue. Several? Yeah. Where it was said that she was, like, kept in, like, a hospital-like bed. I guess that's, like, the culture there. Gabe's mother described her son being a, quote-unquote, walking zombie. She said he could talk to you but I don't think he was aware of a lot of things. She also said this in an article on ale.com. Gabe said, I don't really know what it means to lose a wife because she was only my wife for 11 days. But as far as losing the other half of me, my soulmate, I do. So how do you feel about that quote? That makes no sense. I I don't understand the first half of it. I don't really know what it means to lose a wife because we've only been married 11 days.
1: Okay, but just because somebody is now legally called your wife doesn't mean that their status in your life was any different.
0: I told you that this past weekend in Ithaca, James spoke with somebody and just oh, yeah, naturally yeah, yeah. called me his wife. Yeah. I don't think losing James, like if if James were to like die or something, I wouldn't be like, oh, I don't know what it feels like to like lose a husband because we've only been married like two hours no that would he's still he's my person yeah i've lost my person whether he's my my boyfriend my fiance my husband exactly i lost my person exactly i have lost without this person right 100% agree so for him to be like i lost the other half of me and my soulmate and i and i feel for that i don't know what it feels like to lose a wife it's the same thing dude hello yeah it's weird isn't it it's a weird quote yeah so days after tina's death Gabe and Tina's body was flown back to the U.S. On November 3rd, 2003, a funeral was held at Southern Heritage Funeral Home and Tina Watson was laid to rest. At the funeral, however, Gabe was cited as hanging in the background saying that the funeral was for her family.
1: He wasn't like... That's super odd.
0: Isn't that a little sketch? He should be front and center. He should be. You're absolutely right. Yeah, he should be, like, front and center. Normally, they're up in a line. Yeah, or, like, like in
1: a special chair
0: beside the casket. If he couldn't stand. But so... But he's in the back, just hanging in the corner. I would call that red Red flag. flag. I mean, that's weird. Yeah. I don't know. That's so weird. It is so weird. But I guess that falls under, again, how people deal with things. Maybe he just couldn't deal with it. But I think for him to say... The funeral was for her family. That's an odd thing to say, too.
1: He is her family. Well, he, I. He Huge red flag. Apparently um, 11
0: days after. We're well after the 11 day mark now. Yeah. We're in November 3rd. We are weeks after they got married. Right? Am I yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. October 11th, they got married. It's yeah. November 3rd.
0: Yeah. We're yeah. almost into a month. Yeah. And he's just like, well, I don't know what. To, she's not. I lost my soulmate, not my wife.
1: But I'm just going to hang out back here because this is not for me. Okay.
0: <laughs> That's uh, okay. okay. Gabe and Tina's friends and family were there And according to a lot of people Gabe was acting just inappropriate
1: Interesting
0: He was seen standing in front of the open casket And then turned to his friend saying At least her breasts look perky no. That's that's, <laughs> that's so that's, inappropriate That's, that's uh, no. I'm laughing because that's like The audacity is What? What makes him think? Huge That red, red flag, flag. Why? Why? But maybe. Who is it? Was it? It's Elena. I think it's Elena from Morbid. I'm almost positive that she will laugh at funerals, just because Because it's so uncomfortable. Okay, so maybe he just says inappropriate things. I can't guarantee what would come out of my mouth sometimes. Well,
1: that's. Yes, that's hundred percent. If anybody that knows you knows, that's hundred percent true.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't, I, right now, because I'm trying to think of something that I would say that would be inappropriate, I can't even think of something.
1: More because times. Because it will just come out. You say things and I'm like, I don't know what I would say to a deaf person. I know. Yeah.
0: I know. Also true.
1: But for some reason I feel like I this guess this different. might,
0: I, can I bring up the, the Snapchat that I just got? Because it says really a lot about the connection that, uh, James' son and I have. I posted a Snapchat to my story, and it just says people suck, because I've had a day yesterday. And he sent back a message where it says, it shows the story, people suck. And then he said, and swallow. Now, he had to thoroughly think that out to type it, (laughs) but that's something that would fly out of my mouth. Absolutely, without even thinking. So, in December, Gabe sent Tina's family a Christmas card. Which I find a little odd, because he didn't even want to tell them that. His do- their daughter, died.
1: But he sent Very them a Christmas odd.
0: card. He included a picture of him and Tina, like on the front of it. He wrote a quote, and it said, "Who's that sexy guy next to Tina?" Oh yeah, that's me. Their daughter is <laughs> dead. <laughs> I'm laughing because I just can't even believe Audacity, it. Audacity, isn't it? Their daughter's <gasps> dead.
1: <laughs>
0: what? We're into December for Christmas now. This is like. <laughs> let's just say a month and a half because i don't know when it was sent i know audacity oh my gosh isn't that insane all right so let's move on though i know (gasps) i feel like i know what's going on in your brain i like can feel it in my brain (laughs) it's like your brain vibes are penetrating my face this is the kind of stuff she would say penetrating was probably not the right word there but your brain waves are so erect. No, nope, yeah. no. Nope. <laughs> also, not the right word to you. You know, they're just poignant. Is that a word? Is <laughs> poignant. Poignant. It is now. I love poignant. <laughs> oh, I love that word. Ready to tell it? Poignant, <laughs> poign, 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 p-o-n, poign. No, p-o-i-n, poign. I don't. Okay. Okay. It sounds good. So during this time, Gabe's family described him as withdrawn or in a fog. Which is weird. It's just it I I don't know what this time was. It was around this time though. They said that he didn't drink, he didn't party, he didn't smile. They looped the didn't smile in with he didn't drink, he didn't party. I would hope so. Your, your wife just died. Your, your soulmate. Sorry. I don't even know if we should call her. No. His wife. It had only been 11 days, right? I don't even know if at that time the everything was sent in.
1: Oh my god, yeah.
0: Family friend and attorney Bob Austin, a former Hoover city councilman, guided the Watson family through legal issues with Tina's death. He said, I must say, as soon as I heard the story, I knew there was going to be somebody saying he didn't do the right thing. But if the Thomases hadn't pressed this, the Australians wouldn't have. Are you sure about that, buddy? I I think that's that's pretty much a fingering game. No.
1: Nope. Nope. Can't that say that. That a
0: pointing of the fingers game. There we go. That was horrible.
1: That. Can I'm I used edit to the, that out? I'm no. You have, you have to leave it in. It it directly shows. Things just fly out of everything? your mouth. Yep. And if we weren't on a podcast, I wouldn't have said a word about it's it. because I'm just, swallowed. I'm just
0: used to it. It's my tongue's <laughs> fault. Spank my tongue. <laughs> I can't. Stop, Stop me. I, I can't. Press the stopping button. I can't. All right. Let's move on. Holy sheep and eggs. <laughs> sheep and eggs. <laughs> In April of 2006... The family and Helena police went public with their concerns. Okay, so this is three years later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They believed foul play was involved, and they started to share their suspicions nationwide. The Watsons feared an uphill battle, especially when they saw a letter from the Townsville coroner quoted in an Australian newspaper urging detectives to further investigate the death. Because, you know, at this point, it's like, like the, the lawyer said, if the Thomases just didn't press this, everything would be fine. We would just leave it as, oh, well, it was an accident. She drowned.
1: She so, didn't drown. There was nothing
0: in her lungs. I don't know what, in what world her family wouldn't have pressed the issue. They, they, they didn't like Gabe beforehand. Exactly. And then she, and her father had all of those, like, yeah, oh, something's going to happen. And then look, oh, something oh, happened. Something didn't happen. Now, I am going to just bring this up because it's not right here in my notes, but I'm going to bring it up to you because don't you need, like, a motive to kill somebody? I mean... Unless you, like, really didn't like them, but then that's motive. I I mean, I guess so. So what's the motive here? I... It was bugging me the entire time I researched this case. The probe intensified. It included an actual, like, dive reenactment. One year later... FBI agents and local officers searched Gabe and Tina's Hoover's home, taking with them a computer and documents. Now, I did find a video. I think it was part of the video that was in the Crime and Punishment show that I showed you. I think they play it. Before they go on this honeymoon to Australia, Gabe is recording Tina. And I can't remember exactly what he told her. But I'm just going to give you, like, my idea of this. I, he, I'm not saying this is exactly what he said. But he did say something like, say goodbye to the camera. What if we get eaten by sharks kind of thing? Um, or he was like, blow a kiss to the camera. or so. It was very, like, almost morbid. Like, this could be the last time you're on video, so say goodbye kind of thing. They do play it, and I watched it over and over again, and I'm like, That's a very weird, that's a weird exchange.
1: Unless he knew something was happening.
0: So about this time, Gabe was beginning to seem like his normal self again. His mother said he was starting to be part of society again when they showed up at 6 a.m. with a search warrant. It literally just threw him. He was right back where he started. So by then, Gabe started dating someone. Already? yeah i mean it has
1: been four years but still Well, no
0: i think this is like a year after
1: okay a year after. one year
0: later yeah they went to the home and they took the stuff we're going to be jumping around the timeline here um so i think this is only a year after okay um but he started dating someone introduced to him by a former girlfriend which seems odd but gabe and kim two years his junior she's also a hoover high graduate they talked for hours on the phone before actually meeting kudos That's not a Gable Toasty move. (laughs) Toasty. Sorry, Gina. She called me out on it after the first one. So that same year, the dive company, Mike Ball Dive Expeditions, was fined $6,500 under the Workplace Health and Safety Act of 1995 for failing to comply with its own safety procedures, which makes it sound like they had their own that they put in place and then they just didn't do that. They didn't follow them. Oh, gee. That's very odd. Good job. Records show there was a current running at the site the same time that the dive Tina was taking, and therefore it was difficult for her level of experience. She didn't know how to maneuver that. No orientation dive was conducted, and the diver was not supervised in the water by a qualified worker. Records also show that Tina declined the orientation So I don't know how they can cite them for not giving an orientation dive when it was actually declined, but maybe it's not saying, maybe their thing was, you don't offer it, you just do it. Do it. it, Right. So I don't know. After the funeral, so now we're just after the funeral, which was November 3rd, uh, 2003, contact between the two families seemed to just... Stop. Stop. (laughs) Cease. That's it. No more. Until... Oh, God. There seemed to be, like, some sort of power struggle over Tina's estate and Tina's grave. So throughout the time that Tina was buried where she was buried, flowers and an angel ornament were being stolen from her grave. It was brought to the attention of local police. But before an investigation could happen, Gabe Watson made a huge stink about where she was buried. He did not want her buried there. And I think that's because Tina's family buried Tina in a plot, but Gabe didn't like it and wanted her in a spot that he chose. Because, you know, it's his soulmate. So he wanted her in a spot that he was choosing, which, okay, fine. That's probably, but she's already buried. Like, why didn't we talk about this before we buried her? Right. According to Tina's father, Gabe wanted Tina's body exhumed and reburied. In the spot that he chose. No. So what do you what do you think about that? Like no. do you what do you think is the spot that he chose? Do you th- because to me it's like, okay, maybe it's a whole different cemetery. Maybe it's not a cemetery at all. Maybe he wants her in the water. That's why he left her there. No, where he wanted her reburied was actually only a hundred feet from where she currently was. <laughs> I know. Are you joking? I'm not joking. <laughs> Why is he so dumb? I'm laughing because this is just, he's so audacious. It's just 100 hundred feet. feet. I know. I'm sorry. <sighs> you this That seems very narcissistic as well. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. It is. It is. So in 2007, Gabe had her remains exhumed. But he wasn't present for it. He didn't show up for that. <laughs> He sent his father and attorney. Now, Tina's father was there. Well, where there was he? No, he wasn't there. He made such a sting about it, but then he's like, I want this to happen, but I'm not showing up for it. Red flag. So, it is a red flag. Later, after being moved, when Tina's family left flowers on the new grave that Gabe wanted, they were being stolen yet again. So, police staked out the cemetery, hoping to find out what was happening. So, Tina's parents placed a flower arrangement. They tied the arrangement to her grave with a bicycle lock so nobody could take it. The stakeout produced a video of Mr. Gabe Watson entering the cemetery with bolt cutters. Cut off the lock. He threw the lock in a nearby trash can. And then he threw the flowers into the street and left.
1: Why? Why would
0: he do that? He clearly does not like
1: Nothing that he's doing is making any sense to me. Like, every move he makes is, like, even further out in left field. So,
0: the flowers that he's been getting rid of are just strictly the ones with Tina's parents' name on them. They are the ones from her family. So, he's only taking those. Seems as such, yes. So... Dun-dun-dun, bombshell information. I hated everything about that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for you to speak because I need more. So at this point during my research is where that question came. I had questions, and I already brought it up just a little bit ago. Why did Tina die? Is, why is Gabe acting weird? Did he kill her? Could he have done more to help? If he did aid in her death, what was the reason? Yeah. Yeah. What's the purpose here? That's when I found the bombshell information. And you know how much I love that. I was so excited. I actually did a TikTok on this, I think. Yes, you did. On September 26, (gasps) 2003. That's my son's birthday, but not 2003. 15 days before their marriage and 26 days before Tina's tragic death, Tina went to see her father. She asked him to increase the life insurance that she had on her and add Gabe as the sole beneficiary. Boom! Motive. There you go. So Tina's father didn't understand the rush to do this, so he actually brushed it off and decided it could wait until they came back from their honeymoon. So, friends, my question is, did Tina and Gabe think that the insurance was settled? Like, did they think it's now been upped and it's been changed, gave as the sole beneficiary. It would certainly prove for motive. Yes, it would. However, oh, gosh. signatures would be needed from Tina, right? If it needed to be changed. If she were the ones with the life insurance on herself. But the conversation with her father made me think that the father had the insurance on his daughter. Do you know what I mean? Right. Uh-huh. Um. So <coughs> He could change the policy without her. And I think that's why she went to her dad saying, can you change this? Because it wasn't a policy she had. It was a policy he had on her. So this would make sense when she left it to him to take care of it. It seems that when Tina got married and left for the honeymoon, she was actually under the impression that this was being handled. She didn't know that he was brushing it off. Right. So this would mean that Gabe was under the same impression, in turn, giving him the motive. After everything settled down from the funeral, Gabe tried to file for the payout on the travel company for the interrupted trip. But the insurance company told Gabe that the injury during the scuba dive wasn't covered by insurance, and he was not entitled to Tina's life insurance. Tina's life insurance wasn't even that significant of an amount. How was much was it? Only 33000 Oh, yeah, that's nothing. But I know cases of where people have killed for less. That's true. I I think there's cases out there that, you know, people got five bucks. Yeah. Because money is money. In the end, Tommy Thomas was who the insurance company paid the payout to. Not Gabe. So when the legal issues began into Tina's death, Gabe's mother said, every time a door is opened, a door is closed. But every time something came out, like the one... Million dollar life insurance policy No one went back and said it was proven That there wasn't any In some reports the reported insurance payout was 1 million I don't know where that came from That's a huge difference from 33,000 Yes. Tina's mother told the media That the family was working to prevent A very large payout Tina's father told investigators that Gabe had asked Tina to raise Her work policy to the maximum amount And make him the beneficiary Instead of her father He said he told her to tell Gabe that it had been taken care of. So he did not take care of it, but he said you know, go ahead. Tell him. Tell him it's been taken care of. Just, I think that was to stop stop him from just go, enjoy your honeymoon come back and then we'll handle it. Yeah. Family friend and or attorney Bob Austin, again said that he met with Gabe about a month after Tina's death to probate Tina's estate. Austin said that Tina had student loans and credit card debt. So this is what Bob said. Gabe had already taken on $12,000 of his of her debt on his credit card because her debt to income ratio, they wouldn't qualify for the mortgage. The two had bought a house with a down payment provided by the Watsons. Austin said that Tina had about $3,000 in assets in her estate, including her bank account, wedding band set, her dive equipment, which was still in Australia. The estate still remains unsettled because of a fight between Gabe and Tina's father over who's getting babysitter. all. Yeah. yeah. Gabe spent almost $5,000 on the funeral, Bob Austin said. He would get less than he spent if he ends up with a state. It was like an insolvent estate. Gabe did file a claim for the trip insurance, but later dropped it because of the ongoing criminal probe. Oh my gosh. To think somebody would kill somebody for $30,000 when they had just taken on $12,000 of their debt and spent $10,000 on a honeymoon trip, the logic just escapes me, Austin said. Now, can we just think about this quote for a second? $30,000, $33,000, $30,000, whatever. It's just $3,000 difference. He had taken on $12,000 of her debt. $30,000 is a, like, oh, it's a little more than double, right? But for him to say spent $10,000 on a honeymoon trip, I'm sorry, Gabe didn't spend the $10,000. No, His family did. Right. So that's not his debt. No. He didn't lose any money on that. No. So I don't think we can put that in there. No. Can't. Sure can't. He did. Queensland Police Sergeant gary campbell said he found tina's father's assertions concerning combined with the fact that watson inquired about the insurance after her death so he's starting to go hmm this man is concerned about the way his daughter died and this man's asking for an insurance payout red flag red flag so a witness had come forward Dr. Stanley Stutz, a doctor who was diving from a separate boat but in the same location, reported seeing Gabe and Tina in a bear hug just before Tina sank to the ocean floor. That kind of fueled speculation that Gabe actually turned off Tina's air tank and then held her until her death, then turned the air back on before letting her go. Some reports even actually falsely listed that as the cause of death. I know. I know. They can't see you. Oh my gosh. Amanda keeps like dropping her mouth. According to the coroner's report, the pathologist listed the cause of death as drowning, though. Right? No other detail was given. In his testimony, Stutz said that when he first saw Tina, she was in distress. She was facing up and thrashing her arms and legs, none of which is normal for a diver. He said she looked afraid. Stutz also said, quote, And I thought, wow, that something terrible might happen. He also said that he saw other divers in the area within about 10 feet and hoped, quote unquote, somebody could save her. Another diver did then come into the picture, he said. He also testified, I can tell there was something wrong with her before he even got to her. My perspective was that he was helping her. He said that a diver, later identified as Gabe, embraced her under the armpits like he was trying to bring her to the surface. Something happened, and then they separated. So he says, I didn't know what it was at the time, but just watching what I had in front of us that maybe, I don't know, maybe she would pulled the regulator out of his mouth or kneed him in the groin, and then they split apart. When he went to the surface, I assumed it was to find help. Stutz said he also saw another diver go straight down to her, it was anywhere from 30 seconds to a minute later, so it wasn't long. It was that diver, later identified as Wade Singleton, that mm-hmm. Stutz described being in a bear hug with Tina. Gabe family, Gabe's family and lawyers also questioned reports that Gabe took a leisurely ascent. At the inquest, under questioning by Gabe's lawyer, Stutz testified it was at a faster rate that one would normally ascend. Two other witnesses, a dive instructor, and the pilot of an inflatable boat used to, like, ferry the passengers, Mm -hmm. both testified that Gabe came out of the water at, like, an explosive rate and described him up to, like, his ribcage just, like, exploded out of the water. The inquest's conclusion in January of 2008, Glasgow ruled Gabe should stand trial for the murder of his wife. Good. The coroner cited... Like inconsistencies in Gabe's interviews with police, like he kept changing his story, mm-hmm. and the claims of Tina's father about the insurance as a reason for his decision. He also said that like he excluded the possibility presented by Gabe's attorney that Tina's death was accidentally caused by an arrhythmia, an obstruction caused by vomiting, you know, and anxiety and panic. In short, the coroner said a properly instructed jury could make a finding of guilt against David Gabriel Watson on charge of murder. The Watsons weren't surprised. (laughs) They weren't surprised. David Watson, the father, said, Remember now, for three or four years prior, through the newspapers, the blogs, the Thomases, he had been called very vile, vulgar, vicious names you can imagine. At this point, he had already come to the conclusion that the entire world was against him.
1: Well, you don't be suspicious and sneaky and odd and weird. Who is it?
0: Isn't it that a song on tick TikTok? Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Right. Yeah. Well, let's. He's red flagging suspicious everything. Yes. In August of two thousand eight, Gabe and Kim, the girlfriend, a seventh girl. grade teacher, they got married. Oh my God. Though tabloids touted like a lavish wedding in which Gabe had married a Tina lookalike. The Watsons said there were only about eight people at the ceremony, which they all just, like, wore street clothes out of respect to Tina's memory. I don't know it's what that means. The best thing I ever heard. I don't know what that means. I We're going to respect your dead wife at your new wedding, so just wear street clothes. No, that's not even a thing. It's not a thing. I don't understand that. They uh, then held a reception weeks later. After the wedding. It's just a little party. David Watson said, We already knew that there was a real potential that Gabe would have to go back to Australia. So his wife, Kim, went in with her eyes wide open. She already knew all of this.
1: And she she still
0: married him? I guess so. Yeah. The family retained attorneys in Australia because, sure enough, they had to go back. And they began to prepare for a trial. And by January 2009, Gabe had decided to return to Australia voluntarily. They didn't have to, like, bring him back. So he went voluntarily. Okay, kudos. His father said, much to his credit, and I love him for it, he said, let's just go deal with this. I don't know how I feel about, like, let's go deal with this. Like, it's, like, a matter of let's go find something I lost there. No. But he also insisted on going by himself. Why? Why? He said, I don't want anybody crying and everything will be fine. He, his father also said he left America with an outstanding murder indictment. And he left here fully expecting to just like stand trial for murder. But he also didn't want anybody to go. So I don't want want anybody crying there. Well, it's a murder trial. Somebody died.
1: It's like, he's so nonchalant about it. Like, yeah, let's go deal with this. Nobody
0: needs to come. It's cool. We don't don't want to set the mood of crying. No, come on. Don't make us sad. No. But the following month, Gabe pleaded guilty to manslaughter in Brisbane Supreme Court, admitting to not fulfilling his obligation as a diving buddy to his wife. But he pleaded not guilty to murder. So really, he's just like, yeah, I shouldn't have left her. She was my diving buddy. We were diving buddies, so I shouldn't have left her. But I didn't murder her. So it's like, I kind of helped cause this, but I didn't do this kind of thing. Prosecutors had asked for a five-year sentence with a minimum of 18 months in prison. Instead, the judge sentenced Gabe to four years, but with three years suspended. The primary judge, Justice Peter Lyons, noted that Gabe, quote-unquote, failed to make any reasonable attempt to take the deceased to the surface. Like, he just didn't do anything. Yeah, he just let her go. I therefore accept that you're guilty of a very serious departure from the standard of care, which was, which was incumbent upon you with the result that your conduct is deserving of criminal, criminal punishment. Yep. So the judge noted that Gabe voluntarily returned to Australia, which they kind of gave him kudos for, which he said was significant because Gabe didn't know that he wouldn't be charged with murder. So he came to Australia thinking, I might, I could get murder. He also cited Gabe's acknowledgement that he was guilty of manslaughter. So we're happy that you did that. He said, you do not seek to pretend that your actions were other than what they were. The judge spoke about the delay of prosecution and said that he gave that weight, you know? Yeah. So he also said, I consider that burden has been increased by the very extensive publicity which these events have occasioned. I also accept that in that period, you have been subject to accusations of matter of which you are not guilty. The sentence outraged Tina's family and Mm. investigators. Queensland Attorney General Cameron Dick called the ruling manifestly inadequate and filed an appeal in the Queensland Court of Appeals. Alabama attorney General King also jumped into the fight. They sent a legal briefing to Australian prosecutors that said Tina's life was more than just 12 months. So, yeah, he got the 5 or the 4 years, but they suspended 3, meaning he only serving a year. They suspended it. Like they oh. he didn't need to serve all 4 years. So, the Attorney General in Alabama said levying a 12-month suspended sentence on Watson sends a terrible message to foreigners saying, if you desire to kill your spouse, Queensland should be your homicide destination. Yeah, pretty much. Just go to go to Australia and Queensland. Easy peasy. Kill your spouse and come on back because you're only going to serve a year. So back in Alabama in June of 2010, King assured the Queensland Attorney General that he would not seek the death penalty if Watson was tried in the U.S. for his wife's death. In August of 2010, it was announced that Watson would be released in November and was likely to be deported to the U.S. where he would face being charged with murder. Good. So they stated that they would pursue an additional charge of kidnapping by deception. How'd they land on that? Well, because... He deceived her into her own death. He kidnapped her to a honeymoon where he planned to kill her. So he deceived her by marrying her, getting her. I got you. you Okay, right. Instead of kidnapping and just taking them somewhere, he deceived her and therefore kidnapped her to her own death. Got you. The case was placed before a grand jury in Birmingham, Alabama in October 2010. Watson was released from prison on November 10th, 2010 in Australia. He was transferred to an immigration detention center while his deportation was delayed. So during this time, Australian authorities like sought further written assurances from the U.S. Attorney General that he would not face the death penalty. Right. Does this ring clear in anything to you? Doesn't it sound a lot like IRA? It does. They wouldn't release him from France al- unless, unless the, the get that penalty death penalty was off the table. I don't understand all that. Under international human law rights, Australia could not deport Watson if he faced execution in his home country. So okay. I guess it's just a law that they have. On November 25th, 2010, he was deported back to the U.S. and immediately arrested. Probably as
1: soon as he could step foot off the plane.
0: Oh, I'm sure they were waiting for him. Yeah. Alabama prosecutors charged Gabe Watson with murder, at the conclusion of his prison sentence in Australia after finding what they claimed was evidence that he had actually plotted to kill his wife while still in the U.S. So I think that's where it goes back to the kidnapping under... Yeah. ...deception. A Birmingham grand jury indicted Watson on murder charges in October of 2010. In July of 2011, the Circuit... Court set the trial date for February 13th 2012 Watson was released on Bond So new evidence came to light Oh Which is probably A good thing I mean here we are We're years later Yeah. Colin McKenzie a key diving Expert in the original investigation Who had maintained that Quote unquote a diver With Watson's training should have Been able to bring Tina up Agreed I mean, let's just think about this. That's literally what he was trained in. Yeah. How could he not save his life? Helping
1: wife? divers in distress. That's, That's what he's li- trained to do.
0: In emergency situations, anxiety and panic. That's literally what he's trained to do. So, subsequently, he retracted much of his testimony after being provided with Tina and Gabe's diver logs, certificates, and medical histories to which he had not previously had access to. So, McKenzie Glade claimed that gabe watson should not have been allowed in the water and never as a dive buddy for his wife who had no open water scuba diving experience tina watson had heart surgery to correct the irregular heartbeat two years earlier remember she was Mm -hmm. 24 when she had that surgery yeah but on her dive application had stated that she had never had any heart problems or surgery (gasps) I wonder if that was... Did he fill it out for her? Either that or if that was just under... He he could have easily said, hey, don't put that on there because then they're not going to let you dive. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. So, it doesn't necessarily mean he filled it out, but he... But she also knows nothing about scuba diving. She doesn't like scuba diving.
1: Right. So she could have just trusted that he knew best. Right. And
0: he's like, I want you to be scuba diving with me. We already know he wanted her to be doing that. So he very well could have just stated it. He could have filled it out for her. Professor Michael Mike Bennett, a leading expert in dive medicine, stated that Tina was unfit to dive without clearance from um, a cardiologist. Gabe Watson had received his rescue certification. Normally it's a four-day course, but he only completed two days in an Alabama quarry.
1: In a quarry?
0: <laughs> he had no rescue experience and very little open water experience at all.
1: Yeah. But his dive thing said that he had
0: 80... 50 of, or more. 50 or... Oh, again, I don't know. I don't know. According to Mackenzie, he said, quote, He had no hope of being competent. He could barely save himself that day, let alone his wife. I don't believe he intended to kill her. Revelations that Watson needed help to don his diving equipment that day underscored that he was a dangerous amateur who showed a complete lack of courage when he abandoned his wife the dive company had offered an orientation and guided dive with a dive master but again that's something they refused company head mike ball said his people took watson at his word believing you don't do that
1: something as serious as diving
0: in the ocean believing that he was experienced and certified in rescue diver I know, I know. The company later pleaded guilty to the safety standards. Their code of contact said both Gabe and Tina must be supervised by at least a dive master on the dive in question. That's why they were fined, right? Um, yeah. Alabama Judge Tommy Nail ruled the evidence of Watson's behavior following Tina's death was inadmissible. <clears throat> All of it. So, like, anything... Anything that happened, it was just we're not using that. He also blocked Tina's father, Tommy Thomas, from giving evidence regarding his attempts to increase the life insurance. So we're not talking about anything about the life insurance either. So really now we have zero motive. Because again, I don't see any other motive. No, neither. On February 23rd, 2012, the judge, Tommy Nail, acquitted Gabe Watson for lack of evidence. Without the defense needing to present its case. Shut the front door. I'm going to leave that door wide open because that's what happened. He said that the state's evidence was sorely lacking and that the prosecution could not prove that Watson had any financial motive. Yeah, because you wouldn't let him talk about the insurance thing. (laughs) Prosecutor Dave Valeska said that this was his first time he had ever had a trial end in a judge's acquittal in the 41 years he's been trying cases
1: oh my gosh
0: regarding the judge's decision thomas said it should have gone to the jury to let them decide yeah that's it actually
1: i'm still wondering what the actual cause of death was they never i
0: don't think they ever changed it they left it at drowning it was an accident
1: okay but the definition of drowning is an inhalation of water Uh, fills your lungs right there was no water in her lungs
0: that yeah that's that's what the hospital said many doctors at the hospital looked and said we don't find any evidence of water in her lungs but then the coroner was like get drowning that's what happened here um and i i i think he got away yep but i don't know why they tried to try him here in the states in alabama because don't you, before you try somebody you have to go to the judge to say is there enough evidence and Our, then later the judge is like okay well we're not bringing in this this and this so now the judge is making it lack of evidence and then went to trial anyway or sort of trial and just said well we can't try you because there's lack of evidence
1: is somebody in the watson family friends with this judge i don't know at this you know if it's possible right
0: So, Gabe's out there.
1: Just him and Kim,
0: just living it up. I mean, I just don't see any other reason that he would murder Tina. Like, why is he not murdering Kim? Why did he murder Tina? What was that about? Did he just have regrets and just didn't know how else to say it? I have no idea. Just... It doesn't make any it doesn't sense. Doesn't make to any me. sense to me. According to everybody else, he didn't have debt. He took on her debt, so why would he need the money?
1: I don't get it. Is there so any is any so much? many questions
0: yeah. that contradict the next one. question and it, it It's a weird one. So that is the story of Gabe Watson in Australia and I'm hoping that our next episode won't be in Australia. I'm hoping we get out of anybody that has to do with the word Gabe. Yeah, no, I don't get out anymore. of Australia. I do think I have one that's been researched that's in Australia again, but I'm putting it off yeah, for a not. little bit. So I'm hoping that we'll get out of that. But if you liked this video, we're not on video. Why did I say that?
1: You said video? I did. I'm like, I if you liked that. this video. I missed that. It's her tongue, y'all.
0: It's, it's my tongue's fault. Um... <laughs> But if you liked this episode, please subscribe to us. We've told you about good pods. Go there. Go anywhere you can find us, which is pretty much everywhere. 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 Yeah. I mean, we're, we are everywhere. We are all over. Every breath you take, every move you make. That's a song. We're watching you.
1: Not, we're not doing that. Not That's really. weird. That's re- which is right up our alley, but we're still not doing that.
0: But guys, stay tuned and do follow us somewhere because we've got exciting things coming. And yes, we do. I mean, it's not coming anytime soon. It's in the works. We're, you know. All good things I take don't, time. I don't like ironing, but we are ironing out all of the details. Yes, we are. For everything that we are doing. And we might even have something special coming within the special thing with James, right? Yes. Dr. James. Dr. Is it Dr. James. James. He's not a doctor. Good. He has non PhD. Non-PhD. Yeah, no no PhD. But he talks like he's a therapist sometimes.
1: So he has a way of just getting people. Just like he can like, like Giving advice. look into their soul. Yeah. It's so
0: weird. It is weird. But yeah. Yeah. Is and he's like very knowledgeable about things. Yes, I agree. Sometimes when he talks I get lost because I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But hold on, um, I have to Google that. Yeah that's what I would be like. But he's so knowledgeable so we do have something in there as well um but yeah we have a lot of things coming so stay Stay tuned tuned. that's a great story (laughs) see you next episode